0: very warm welcome to tonight's live. Um, tonight's live is all about um, that position that you're in when you're stuck in that constant cycle of getting loads of customers and then losing loads because your staff let you down, and they weren't good cleaners, and then you try to build it up again, then you try to get another staff member. It's how to get out of that cycle um, that some people are stuck in quite a few years. Hi, <laughs> Um very glad you made it. And the, also the scenario where you get in when like this can happen for years where you're stuck in that cycle, literally, and you just feel like, okay, one day I will catch a break. One day things will change. It just has to change. It just has to change. So that constant cycle was something I was stuck in for absolutely years. And it's not very nice, it's so frustrating, but I found a way out of that cycle by pure accident. Um, And throughout running my cleaning business, there was loads of times where I heard all these things that you had to do and had to do, and I just thought, yeah, I'm not gonna do it. (laughs) So, well, because it might not work for a business or whatever the case may be. And it wasn't until I started implementing and testing these things out, Um, Hi, Mike, that I actually started seeing things actually changing, and I started finally getting sort of out of that loop, but I didn't see, obviously when it first happened, I didn't see it happening, like I say, but wow, when I started, I'm actually earning decent wages, and the feeling of um, building my business that I, I was actually proud of, and I was starting to build a brand. Uh, and I got known for that brand that attracted quality cleaners and attracted quality customers that were willing to pay for me, for my services. They were willing to pay anything I asked because they knew what they were getting. And you've got to remember that customers actually hate hunting for cleaning services and that's why it's so important to build your brand. Rather than think about building a cleaning business or building your business, concentrate on building your brand. And quite an easy way to actually get through to this is, hi Vicky, is to ask your customers, and I know a lot of you won't do it, and I didn't for quite a few years, but ask your customers what your business truly means to them, truly what your business solves for them, and that's how you build your brand. Because those answers, some of them are not very nice to hear because they're just like, oh, whatever. But it's very important that you find this out. And if it's not very nice, that's actually great because you need to know these things to improve, to build your brand, to understand what your customer's perception is of your brand. Is it just another cleaning service? Do you stand out? Do you make them feel completely and utterly overwhelmingly welcome and it's your brand, it's your message, what you say to your customers to attract them. And your brand and your messages, what you say and how you deal with your company, that is a, that's building your brand and that's what you'll get known for. And when a customer recommends you to another customer, what do they say to those customers? Oh yeah, they're great, they are clean all right, yeah, yeah. You need to find that out. You have to ask them for a very honest testimonial and see how they recommend your business. Because if they don't say, they are amazing, if you do not use them, you will lose out. Definitely call them today, because you're gonna get on a waiting list in any case, so you better get on there straight away. If you get testimonials like that, then you'll know your brand is working for you, the brand behind your cleaning business. And that's the main thing to actually focus on, because once I saw this transition in my business, I literally had so many customers call me and literally they were willing to be on my waiting list. They didn't care how much I charged, in a certain sense. Obviously, if I said 200 pounds an hour, they're gonna go, go away. Um, But they knew what they were getting, exactly knew what they were getting. I was also, my brand was known for, I'm very strict. I've got policies and procedures. If you break them, you're out. Um, and that created scarcity because they knew if they didn't follow my rules and, and my policies, same for my staff, they're out. Because if I say something, I mean it, I do it, and it is how it is. Um, I didn't take any nonsense. I did, however, in the beginning. I let customer, customers walk all over me constant complaints, constant, oh, and I used to offer free cleaning, and I used to be very soft, and oh, I'm so sorry, and I that used to get me down. It, like I built my business because I thought that I didn't want any complaints, ever, and it actually made me very sad and depressed. Having a customer call and say, well, you didn't do the cleaning right, and I was like, you what? <laughs> you what? <laughs> um, I spent so many hours training my staff members before I had my domestic training manual, and Literally, I, a month, went into training some of these girls in the beginning, and then just to get these responses. But I knew there's something that I, I was doing wrong, um, which was actually a good thing. And then I knew how to correct it. So, it's very, very hard to get bad feedback, but bad feedback is awesome, because that's how you know to improve your business. But it's also all about your brand. What do people say about your brand? Um, and you know, I was struggling with this. The I was charging 15 pound at a time, uh, an hour, and I was paying my staff 12 at the time. So I was not making like, a lot of money, but I didn't know that was the problem. And I, like a lot of customers at the time, said to me, well, you're way too expensive. Like, really? You charge that much? You know, like, I'm a nurse, and I don't earn that much. And I'm a this, and I'm a receptionist, and all this. But at the end of the day, It did. That did get me down because I couldn't see the next step. Like, what else can I do? I just kept plodding on for a couple of years until one day I got so fed up and I was literally just willing to give up. And I had a phone call uh, from, uh, well, it was one week. I had five five phone calls that week. And I literally, I was at the point where I didn't even want to answer my phone because I thought I can't even handle any more business. So why do the customer service part, it's just why bother? Because it's not working in any case, all I'm doing is struggling. And these customers, um, they obviously asked me for quotes, Um, four of them was recommendations, the fifth one was just a a customer inquiring, and obviously what she first said to me was, how much do you charge? And then I normally politely say, go away. (laughs) We work on quality, not on price. Obviously I didn't say that, but I wanted to. but then I just, oh, I was so fed up, I, you know, I didn't even want to look at my emails, I didn't want to look at my phone because it would be another customer complaining, oh, these customers, like, you can never satisfy them, staff members being off ill, and this one had a tone cramp, and that one had a finger cramp, and it literally it got me down because I thought I was not good enough, that I was not doing something right, because clearly I wasn't, because, like, it, it, this just constantly happened. I'll get six customers, then I'll get, you know, employing two more staff members, and then one of them will be rubbish. And you're just like, really? And it took me a while to, like, realize this. But with this five customers that called, um, I just thought, well, I can't fit them in. They're probably gonna sound too expensive in any case. So I'm just gonna, like, double what I normally charge uh, per hour, and I'm gonna see what happens. Because I can't fit them in. So I did, and four of them accepted. Um, needless to say I absolutely nearly fell off my chair and I was like sorry <laughs> can you say that again Um they were like yeah you're recommended uh, we know you've worked for that office for that many years um, and we're quite willing please can you just come clean for us we've had 16 cleaning companies the other one was 10 cleaning companies and we just c- cannot find anybody that can deliver the standards and that could actually protect our reputation um, and that's exactly what I provided as cleaning services." for offices so off i went to meet them so contract signed and i was like earning all this nice new money got staff in as quick as possible i obviously then their obviously their money went up um, so I can advertise for a lot um you know pay my staff more and i I immediately see saw a difference um with the quality of staff members that came through. You still had to sift through loads of interviews and you still had to sift through them, but the quality of the actual staff member that came through was a lot higher. the work ethics was there, the motivation one question I always asked was. Uh, what you know what do you do for motivation and if they said well i need a coffee or oh i don't do much of that out i didn't even give them a second interview because if you're not self like if you don't can't motivate yourself it's going to be hard for me to motivate you as you know if you work for me so you need to have a little bit of self motivation um so basically that absolutely showed me that i had this four new customers with this higher price, and it, was, it wasn't 30 pounds an hour, it wasn't actually double, it was a bit more, but I just gave them a random price. Um, obviously, it, I did it in a different way, but what I didn't re- then realize was I've got these four new customers, and they were paying me so much more, and yet, my staff members were only still paid, although I paid them more, for two hours, and the job was charged, say, for four hours. And I was starting to actually make a decent profit. And I thought, wait, wait a minute, I've got all these old customers and they're just like paying what I thought and which they thought was £15 an hour. They thought very expensive. I had a couple still on sort of £12 an hour because they were, you know, the couple of, you know, the sort of customers that you first get, that you start getting close to. And, that uh, you know, they were elderly and I didn't want to, like, I felt guilty. <laughs> I didn't want to put their money out Um, because I knew they couldn't really afford it either. Um, But then I started seeing the difference between having four customers at this really high rate and 60 customers at 15 pound an hour. That's when I saw the power of, hang on a minute. So I created myself an avatar of these people. Obviously they were recommended, and I knew exactly who they were and what they were, And then I started targeting customers exactly like them because they found me through a recommendation and their pain point was, I have used so many cleaning companies, I'm fed up. We are fed up with trying and being let down. And I hammered on that because there's so many people that actually also, um, you know, they contact the cleaning service and the cleaning service never get back to them. My customer service was quite strong. Um, And I had a complete, obviously, system on how it's dealt with. The phone rings, you answer within three rings, (laughs) apart from when you felt completely like you didn't want to that day. Um, You know, email them back. When they call, straight back. When they email, straight back. Uh, Priority, customer. And my emails were set for one email just for my customer. So if they phoned me, I was straight on there. They emailed me, I was straight on there. And I made them feel like, basically, like they're the most important like part of my business, as individuals. And that was my brand, and that's what I wanted my brand to be known for. The quality, and the, the quality of the whole service, the whole customer journey, not just, oh, we're clean, really great, and we'll come and clean. So, but what, b- before I found this though, it did really, really get to me. And, you know, I used to everyday feel like I wasn't good enough. Like, <laughs> I was letting my family down. My, my daughter asked for something. She's like, oh, mummy, can I have that? And I was like, "I'm, um, mommy will have to save because I can't afford that this month. And then she started sort of going to like year seven and then she was like, but well, mummy, everybody's wearing designer clothes and I couldn't afford it. And I was like, I can't afford 50 pounds for one top. But what this made happen for me really is the fact, I think the biggest thing was that I could actually buy my daughter what she wanted. I had that freedom to get a website designer, to to get a professional to do it for me. So I didn't have to struggle. I got a copywriter that helped me write decent copy that actually spoke to my customers' emotions. I was able to afford an account, decent account, and did, did everything. I didn't even, if you ask me about accounts now, I probably don't know much because I just like, you're good at that, you're gonna do that for me. Because I didn't have time to sit and learn everything. And that's something that's very important as a cleaning business owner. You You don't have the expertise in every single field you do and that's why outsourcing is so important but I never did in the beginning because I thought, well, I don't have the money. (laughs) I just didn't have the money. But once I started earning decent money, it was like, why have I never done this before? I just couldn't believe that I didn't. But I remember going through that and basically just being depressed, literally all the time and just wanted to quit. I had my CV ready. And just to go out. But then I had this scenario where if you get any other job, it will not pay you off as much as you would do like in a cleaning business. So I was stuck in that that cycle. And I just remember, you know, I, I didn't ever want to feel like that again. It was, it, like I say, a few years going through that. And I just knew I had to do something about it. I didn't know what at the time. And it happened by accident. However, I knew that if I didn't, three, four, five years time, I'll be in exactly the same boat, thinking 15 pounds an hour is too expensive, thinking it won't work in my area, thinking like people never pay that for cleaning services. But then I learned what true quality is, or true quality that you can offer your actual customers that will allow you to build that brand for them to really appreciate you. And I also noticed that I had so many less customer complaints. I had so many less, obviously, staff illnesses and staff complaints and staff not willing to do this. Because as far as I'm concerned, if I say this, (laughs) this is what you do. Because I know that that works because I've done it, especially training them to clean, because everybody thinks they're amazing at cleaning. And so when you train them a certain way, I know exactly that, I've tried every single way of cleaning, say for instance a toilet, so I know exactly how to clean that toilet the quickest, the most efficient way possible. So therefore, they need to follow my rules. But I didn't start seeing that really good result until I got better quality staff. And I wish I knew this in the beginning of my cleaning business, I really, I really did, because it would have saved me so many hours, so much stress, so many sleepless hours. But obviously you didn't, I didn't, and I struggled for a few years. Um. But once, you know, and just guys, you know, I was in the same boat you are in now. That struggle, and, and every day, struggling to self-motivate yourself because of the fact that all this come in and then you get one customer here and you're like yay and then one customer a week there and you're like yay but that means if you get one customer a week it means four customers obviously a month but to grow your business obviously quicker and the faster and to get more of that financial freedom it has to happen a lot more Consistent, and you need a lot more customers. Inconsistent, and then getting the quality staff members in, and that's how you build your brand. And then that's how you free yourself from cleaner quicker by earning more, a lot more, not just you know from fifteen pound an hour going to sixteen pound an hour, earning a lot more. Hi, Janice, <laughs> glad you're here. <laughs> Hi, CN Um, so. So yeah I re- I remember that feeling and just the feeling that I didn't well I would just I just always thought I wasn't good enough um and like I said I found out by accident how to get over that and and how to get over the the depression how to start motivating myself and and to not let it bother me, really, because that's what happened, it bothered me, and then I will go all day out cleaning, then i come back, and then my husband's hungry, and then he moans about his work, and then I know in my head, I've got these customers are not happy, and this staff member is this, and I've got my to-do list in my head, and I was so overwhelmed every day. Um, And that to-do list never gets ticked off, ever, because it's just not how it works. But this enabled me to actually, like I say, get other people to do the important stuff, the website design and the copywriting and the accountants and the everybody, everything. Um, and I didn't have to worry about it. I had an administrator and she was straight on the phone. She was straight on every email. She knew exactly what to email and how to deal with customers, how new email, um, you know, new customer comes in, how to deal with that. And that freed me to work on my business. Rather than in my business cleaning. I had supervisors doing that for me, and that's absolutely awesome. To I even told them as well, unless for my supervisor, unless it's like something completely major and it's gonna break my business down, I don't want to hear about the employees' toe cramps and finger cramps, and I think one had one, one day I had a hair cramp. And um, I didn't want to know because I knew that depressed me. But it was so nice to delegate that to somebody else and say you get on. That's your job, and I want you to deal with it. This is how you deal with it. Get on. So that that was just an amazing feeling to be able to do that. Um. So so what I want to do today is uh, basically um show you the exact actions that I took and how you can too. Um. It's it's just you have to decide like what am I going to do moving forward? What am I going to do to get out of this struggle? And you know, to get the quality cleaners. Oh, this is so frustrating. And you might think, well, my cleaners are not bad now. But if you, the minute you get a quality cleaner in your business, the one that shows up, does the work, no complaints, ever, and you never hear from them, ever. You never have customer complaints about them. The customer emails you saying how happy they are about the staff member, and you will never have, I'm ill is somebody with work ethics, and that comes with the quality staff members. And that unfortunately comes with paying them what they're worth because they will expect higher wages because they know what they are worth. I mean, you as cleaning business know you know what you're worth, and you should be proud of that. But they do as well. So if they're gonna work for your company, then you need to pay them decent wages. And if you think now you can't afford to pay them more wages, You need to change the way your company charges. Trust me, been there, um, and I didn't know how to get out of that situation, but I do now. So um, it's also not to worry about customers every five minutes either, how to educate your customers how cleaning works. So you don't constantly have to babysit them, constantly have to say, well, in my contract, it states blah, 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 and they don't do it. Like, come on, you're a cleaning business owner. Like, we shouldn't have to deal with this. You should never have to deal with customers like that. So it's about educating them as well how cleaning works um, and and just sticking by your gun. But sometimes you might feel like you're being rude and you're being, obviously, you know, oh, you're being strict, really. It's not being rude, but it's, it's putting it over to your customer so that they understand rather than get the amp with you. You have to deal sympathetic, even if they did something wrong. But also, you shouldn't have to put up with customers calling you every two minutes or not paying in the bowls. I mean, that, like, this day and age, that you shouldn't have to deal with that. But it all should be incorporated in your brand, what your brand stands for. And your customers should be aware, if they do this, this will happen. And if they do this, this will happen. And it's being strict and follow through with your rules no matter what. Because if you don't educate your customers about cleaning work, what you're actually doing is damaging your reputation. Because every customer don't know your terms and conditions to everything that's going on, basically what is happening is they're gonna go to their friend and go, well that stupid cleaning company, just blah 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 blah, um, and they want their money, and I haven't paid because of this. So you're damaging your reputation. So the brand that you need to build is You have, does not even have to sign terms and conditions. In the beginning, go and read out the terms and conditions and tell them you have to sign with every single one that you agree. This is what it is. This is how much it will cost. This is what we will do for that time. And if you don't pay, we're gonna charge you a cancellation fee. If you go on holiday, you still have to pay half or we come in and we clean. If you're not happy with that, I'm gonna go and find another customer that does that will follow my terms and conditions and that will do what we say. Because otherwise they're, they're not your customers really because all they're trying to do is get out of paying. All they're trying to do is get a free job and, and get somebody and then they can say to their friends, oh you know that cleaning service, well I asked them the other day to do that and then that, and that extra and they did. So then she goes to her 100 friends and then she tells that to her 100 friends, well I haven't paid her for three months, <laughs> she doesn't even care. Well, she sent me email but she doesn't really care. And that is your reputation, your brand. That's what you get known for. So, or they will say, well, she said, oh, you know, I didn't pay for a month, she added a late interest fee. No, I had to pay. I had to pay because she stopped cleaning for me. And they know what the value they get from you. And they know that if they don't pay, they're gonna lose you. And what I will normally say to a customer is, you know what? Good luck. Finding another cleaning service that provide what we provide. But don't come back if you don't because you are now, you will be flagged out of my business. I never allowed anybody back in. Once you go out, could you find somebody cheaper? Bye, I I will never service you again. And we were begged and begged and begged and offered loads of money, but I wouldn't because it was my brand, it was my principles, It's what I stood for. And it's all about building that Dyson brand for you to make that transition to build that brand and what your company will get known for and what people will say about your brand and how customers will brag about your brand. About your brand. I can't even say brand. <laughs> um, so my upcoming uh, webinar is the 50 Per an hour secret um, masterclass um, and basically it's just a masterclass and going through the top three mistakes that every cleaning business um, owner makes including me, which I did as well. Um, and how it can cost you serious money, like this could cost you money if you make these mistakes. And then go. I will take you through a walk through my three-step framework uh, for to create a profitable cleaning business. So you make loads of profit on every single job, not just one or two, and then obviously how to build that brand or to get to that brand. How you can then get customers to talk about your brand and spread your brand message rather than the cleaning service that you offer because that's not what you offer. You offer them way more than just a cleaning service. And then how to uh, attract quality cleaning staff and be known as the best boss ever. So you don't have to hunt for quality staff. You will get people phoning you out of the blue all the time because you'll be known Um, As the brand, the cleaning company to work for, the cleaning company that pays the highest, the cleaning company that really looks after their staff, because you'll be able to afford to really look after your staff and give them really good staff incentives and make them feel like they are the best thing to slice bread because they are and they will be. Plus, I will give you the opportunity to learn more about my signature program, which is the uh, Raise Your Prices system. Um, And it's just exactly how I went from charging £15 an hour to charging a lot more, and I made a decent wage. Um, I mean, the question is just, would you rather have 20 customers at a certain amount of price, or would you have 10 customers, but for the same money? but it's less, it's half the time. And also you pay your staff half the amount because they'll spend half the time there. So from 40, let's say 100 customers a week, you can narrow that down to 50. You're obviously your staff wages are going to be lowered, but you'll be able to then get more customers in like those customers and then fill your week up with 200 customers at that price but your staff wage will be halved when you're originally paid. So that's what the Masterclass is about. If you'd like to sign up, I will actually add the link in the comments area. And now, if anybody would like to ask any questions, because, I'm very sorry, I'm very known for talking, and talking, talking, talking. <laughs> Guinea grants, you okay. Uh, Guinea, I got your message, um, and it's all about commercial cleaning, pricing, and everything else, I think the best thing for us to do is uh, to do a live, either tomorrow or Friday, I will get back to you, sorry I can't do it tonight, but that's kind of like for important information, but I will go live in the customer magnet system uh, tomorrow or Friday, I will let you know, Um, and then I will go into it a bit more um, and answer your question. And it's just about commercial cleaning, how much to charge, square footage. um, um, Yeah, so I'll discuss that inside the customer magnet system either tomorrow or Friday. Right, hi Mike and welcome. So glad you guys to joined me. And you're all saying, oh, I was lovely, you're all saying hello to each other. Oh, it's so nice, guys. Um, I'm so sorry, sorry. Uh, Are you still with me, Guinea? You had to shoot off, I think, one of your children's. Bless. Um, hi, Vicky. Oh, bless. You guys are so awesome. Um, how can you not do the cleaning right? So, Mike has asked. So I'm not quite sure what you mean by that. Hi, Ginny. <laughs> sorry, Mike. What do you mean by how can you not do the cleaning right? If you're still here, can you answer? Oh, Mike might have left us. Okay, so we'll move on. Um, <laughs> Mike, sorry. Mike has commented finger cramp. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh no. Um, Guinea, you're back. Right. So. Um. Okay. So let's just get rid of this. And Vicky's asked a question. Vicky. Um. Right. Uh, what do I say if new client questions why, uh, you are charging so much more than other cleaning businesses? Oh, because we we specialise in quality. We don't specialise on quantity. It's literally as simple as that. <laughs> and if they don't like it, bye. Like, it building the brand. Um, and the thing is, what I did as well, as a big problem was, I was, uh, every customer that came in, I was like, oh, new customer, desperate, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, come, come, come. Um, and I learned that, after I sort of like learned like, oh yeah, I could charge a lot more, that I could pick and choose my customers, and I could qualify them to work for me. Um, and I could literally, if they didn't qualify with my, my questions, then bye and And they knew that they had to qualify to for us to come and clean for them. It's building that brand that you get known for, and then the questions that they phone in with changes as well they won't they don't phone in anymore with "Oh how much do you charge for this because that's a question of a customer that is after price but they're going to expect really high standards and probably complain all the time as well so it's it's about building your brand around being known for the quality and customers willing to pay your prices um and they won't phone you if they're not willing because you're a recommendation um so yeah i i didn't have a problem with getting customers after i started building my brand and i started actually upping my money um and and charge a lot more and got known for that brand um Right, so where was I? Okay, Vicky, see you see nice, you. Janice, um, just hear what Janice has said. I'm back and forth with work right now but wanted to ask what your thoughts are on employees hugging clients. Oh, yeah, um, I, I wouldn't ever suggest that um, because the thing is your the client and your relationship is very important and if you don't build that loyalty and trust with your client or keep this like the a customer journey with you and your customers and you get your staff coming in and they are like really huggy huggy and you know pally and pally with your customers you're they're breaking basically sort of how can I say they're breaking a line uh they're, so they're walking over the line and they shouldn't do because they shouldn't have that close of a relationship with your customer because that's when, if anything goes wrong, that, cl- that staff member one might take that customer because this, this, the customer, they knows the staff member better than they know you. And that was not allowed, and my staff was not allowed to moan at my clients and tell them all about their problems. They were allowed to listen to my customers' problems and go, oh, that's horrible, and agree with them, but never, Ever share their own personal problems with the customers, um, and. To stop that relationship from building. They are allowed to like them and allowed to say hi and obviously give them a Christmas present and a birthday present and, but no, no personalization from the, from the cleaner's point of view. Because that's when you get that trouble where if anything goes wrong or you do something wrong, they're just going to go to the cleaner and say, can you clean for me? Because they're closer to them. So it's really safeguarding your relationship with your clients and be strict with your staff members. And if you've got a staff members that already do it, then you can't now say to her, we can't hug the customer anymore because yeah, The customer's gonna think, Well, you got off me. <laughs> like, what's wrong now? So, but you just have to make strict rules that you know they're not allowed to do that. Um, they, there is a strict line. Um, right, Vicky. Uh, Janice, Vicky, um, uh, would you only up your prices uh, for new clients? To be quite honest with you, Vicky, I actually teach this, um, in the master class as well exactly how to do it because um, I found that when I just emailed all my customers, like say 90% of them was happy with my pay rise. Um, the, the problem I had though was I didn't realize I was actually damaging my reputation because some of them agreed to it, but what they were saying behind my back was really bad. Um, and, and i got that from feedback from having surveys and they were like well right we've got haven't got a choice and we don't like it but they will try to then find somebody cheaper they might keep you for a year or two years but if you don't raise your price the correct way into the correct customers at the correct time then unfortunately you are damaging your reputation and but I, I did in the beginning because you know i didn't know that i shouldn't go from 12 pounds an hour to 15 for me it was well i haven't like raised my prices for so long i'm just gonna go do it But yeah, I didn't get very good feedback, and that actually made me sad at the time, because I was like, yeah, but I need to earn decent money. But the type of customers I had at the time didn't realize that. So it's about attracting um, customers as well that will appreciate you when that does happen, but knowing when they understand your value and when they are ready to actually do it. Um, See ya, I charge. £50 an hour, but struggled to get the amount of customers uh, like I did before, and £12 an hour. Um, We have very good staff, great reviews, but still people don't want to pay this. Um, You know, and it's just, um, you're probably not gonna like me saying this, but it's literally just the fact that you've got the wrong customers. You need to target different customers and target them in a different way to be able to do that. I was stuck there (laughs) for like, I think it was about two years, a good two years, and it made me so depressed all the time because I just got so frustrated because I knew my worth and I thought, I knew 15 pound an hour was nothing for what we offered and I had the good customer service and everything that chucked in. Um, And so I struggled um, to get over that point and like I say, I just one day decided I've had enough I did it and then I obviously constantly tried different things to try to get to a system how I could get out of the £15 an hour very easily uh, without customers going, "Uh, really? Like, you charge that much? But I could get £12 an hour. Good. Go and get somebody that charges £12 an hour because everybody has to start somewhere and they might be really, really good. But don't come back to me if you're not happy because I knew what I offered. Um so I, I completely understand. I, I was there for a long time. And you know, I know it does make you seem like you can't get any more customers at that price. It's just it's just attracting different customers with your words um, and connecting with them on, on emotional um feelings. And the one thing I always say is just remember like you've got the three sort of vacuum cleaner brands. You've got a Henry vacuum cleaner, you've got a Sharp vacuum cleaner, and then you've got the Dyson brand. And You know, the Dyson brand's the most expensive one, it's 500 plus for a Dyson. And the thing is, yes, Dyson's reliable, but they will not make a Dyson vacuum cleaner if nobody would buy it. They will not make 160,000 pounds cars if nobody would buy it. They will not make million pound cars if nobody would buy it. It's about attracting the right customers with the right words to connect with them emotionally to get over that. Um, and actually to get um, customers to pay you more. I hope that's answered your uh, question. Uh, Can't believe my battery died. Vicky, oh sorry, (laughs) bless. Uh, Janice, thank you. Vicky, right, what about staff? What about staff adding clients on Facebook? Sorry if I'm, Uh, no, um, yes, I wouldn't do that either. Uh, my staff was never allowed to be in direct contact with my customers for that reason so they didn't because my role in the company had to be the front face of my company and when I wasn't cleaning anymore and I wasn't needed anymore that was even more important because I sat in my office all day they never saw me I had all these people doing everything for me but I still had to really work hard on that customer relationship and the loyalty to me to my brand not to my cleaner so my customers was not allowed to text message them or anything and if I found out they did that, it was instant dismissal for my staff. Obviously, unless they've worked with me for more than two years, it was as a verbal warning. But my staff and customers were not allowed to communicate. Um, we had link books on every single job, which the cleaner filled in, the customer filled in, and the manager looked at. And if there was anything serious in that link book, well, basically it's like a communication book. Um, if there's anything serious in there, then I, you know, they told me. If not, they dealt with it. Um, and that's how communication happened. No text messages, no Facebook or anything like that. It just means they might get too close to your clients. And I always had this fear. Um, although they always signed a non-compete agreement, I did everything in my power to stop them from building that relationship, because I knew, well, it happened to me, where one of my staff members worked for me for 10 years, and actually, I shouldn't even mention this, but she was my sister-in-law. I hope none of my family's watching. But she was my sister-in-law, and and she turned out for months she's been talking a load of rubbish behind my back, and she completely just discarded all the rules and stole a load of my customers. and. When I found out, I was actually crushed. Obviously, I got over it now. <laughs> um, but that my sister-in-law could do that. You know, I you know, employed her for 10 years, helped her and everything else, which is why I'm a little bit against family. But he's being strict enough and follow up with your customers and, and, and just knowing what's happening. Um, and, yeah, just tell him the rules and regulations. Right. Um, Let me just have a look. Vicky. Um, Ju- Hi, Judith. Judith asks, um, how many... Right. How do you recruit for quality uh, employees? What wording would you use in job posting to attract them? Um, Judith, what what you need to think about is if you saw a job advert, cleaning job advert, what will you make? <gasps> I need to apply. Like, just imagine yourself sitting there thinking, okay. So if I was a cleaner, like top quality cleaner, what will make me go? I need to apply. I can't afford not to. You have to connect as well with their emotional feelings, and you have to make it stand out. Like one of the adverts that worked really well for us was um, it was a part-time office cleaning job, and I just stated, um, "What will you do with four hundred and sixty pounds a month? Um, would you, like you know, that new pair of shoes you wanted, or your, you know, a really nice car that you can afford, or buy, you know, your children all the Christmas presents that you want?" Um, so it's connecting with them emotionally so what I'm saying to them is look look what this can give you <laughs> If you come and work for me obviously enlist all your benefits off how much you pay and Never ever I would all well will never pay minimum wage ever again because there's loads of jobs that they can go and do for minimum wage So why be a cleaner because cleaning is seen as a really hard job and really knackering well actually I don't know why I said that it is I know it is because I used to do it every day but it's just connecting with them emotionally and for them to, to feel you, like that you're, you know, it's the, once again, it's that brand that you create um, and making them feel welcome, making them feel special right from the adverts. Connect with them and that's how you'll get them to show up for adverts, uh, for adverts, um, to get them to show up um, for interviews and to answer the telephone and to answer the emails and to actually get through to the actual recruitment sort of stage so it's just connecting with them as well on, on the feeling side of things and and what's in it for them and whenever you write a sentence always ask yourself so what do you want to clean well we've got a cleaning position so what what's in it for them that's where you need to think of everything you write so what and then ask yourself again so what what about that it's, you know and, and will that benefit them? How would that benefit them? And never make it about you and your company. Make it about them. Because the advert is technically about them and not about you, really. Um, so what is in it for them? I um, hope this answered your question, Judith. Um, Vicky, I'm just about to take on an se cleaner um, with her own cleaning business. She isn't a as big as me i just had a few cleans a week good idea or not if i do what should i have her sign so she doesn't approach my clients to be quite honest there's not a lot you can do um i did have a contract with my self-employed staff but i always had an agreement with them that sort of stated that they can't solicit, obviously, from me. But also, my customers all had agreements as well. They were not allowed to solicit my cleaners for at least two years after they've worked for my company. So it's literally just building, um, building that resp- sort of the once again the rapport of you. All I will say is like, never trust anybody. Always think what can go wrong, and then how can I prepare myself for that? And once you prepare yourself for that then you know your back will be covered. And it's literally, even if she signed that agreement, there's not a lot you can do about it, to be quite honest, because she is self-employed. And technically, they're supposed to look after their own clients. Um, But I had the kind of agreement with my self-employed cleaners and and contractors that they were paid a lot more um, and that there will be an extra bonus for them after every few months. So they would make more money staying with me um, and they would treat better as well. And we took, we actually took care of their um, tax as well at the time. That was a few years ago. Um, but so I gave them a lot of benefits and I made sure I really looked after them so they didn't do that to me. So they just earned a lot more than the customer was willing to pay. Um, but that was only to help me out. Like once like in an August we used to get like 300 student cleans in one month on top of our normal work. That's when I got all the self-employed people in. To help me out because well I needed like two hundred staff straight away, um and that's a different scenario yet again. Um I will also if it's your first or second cleaner I would well I would always recommend starting off with self employed because uh, sorry with employed because at least an employee can train and you can train a self employed cleaner. The only problem with that is they believe already that they're brilliant because they're self employed. Not that there's anything wrong with that but you're going to find it very hard to train them your way and to do things your way and to stick to your rules because technically they're not not supposed to so you just need to come to an agreement and say look this is my situation i don't want you to nick my clients but you know the client has got an agreement saying that they can't solicit you you've got this agreement you know i've got this agreement with you saying that you can't but if you don't and we work out this is what i will do so giving them an incentive not to steal your clients is the best way of going. Because if you ever have to go to court to sort of, for this to be sorted, like a cleaner has actually stolen customers, it it takes years and it costs thousands of pounds to go to court to sort this out. So it's not gonna be worth doing anything about. So you're probably better off covering yourself with your customer first and tell your customer or put in your contract, you cannot solicit our cleaners. Simple, for two years after they've worked for us, for any customer, in your business and even after the cleaners left, even the new customers after that. So no customers ever of your business are they allowed to get, get that cleaner to work for them. So that way you're better um, protecting yourself because then you can say to the customer, hang hey, on a minute, you've signed an agreement that stage, yeah, so you can't and the customer will be more afraid of you taking them to court than an employee because they'll know, than a the self-employed person because they'll know there's not much you can do about it. And if you do, it's gonna take months to sort out. Cian, thank you. Oh, my pleasure, Cian. I'm worrying about this too. I'm worrying about this too. Um, seems an easy fix or short term, but uh, potentially risky. For the self-employed self, there's always risks and there's always a you know bad case scenario. I mean, it in life, when anything happens, we always think of the worst case scenario. Oh, what if that's gonna happen? And what if that's gonna happen? And in most cases, it never does. The worst case scenario never does. But I just learned that I really had to protect myself and never trust anybody. Not let them know I don't trust them, but I just made sure, (laughs) like when they got equipment, I took videos of everything, of how everything looked, the cable, the plugs, the everything. So this was, and it was logged as that employee signed that they should receive that vacuum cleaner in that state this is how much it was, you know, it cost, and this is what they should do with it, and how they should treat it, and this is how it should be returned if they do. Um, and it's just, you know, self-members taking vacuum cleaners and then thinking, I don't, I'm not going to take it back, what's she going to do? Is she going to sue me <laughs> for a Henry vacuum cleaner? And you know what? There's no point in me suing for a vacuum cleaner, and they know it. So... Um that's the annoying part of the self-employed people and it's just sifting them out, but it's it's depends on how much uh, you are willing to pay them because obviously the more you pay the better sort of staff members you'll get to help you out. And there are genuine ones out there, it's just sifting them out um, and knowing what their intentions are, although you probably never know that. Uh, but just covering your back with your customers, that way you're covered both ways um Judith says thank you for your response no problem judy vicky said thank you thank you guys uh vicky see you in... oh <laughs> okay so vicky's gonna message after live right so guys any more questions No. right guys it was uh my pleasure to bring you this live tonight i'm so excited with all your comments and everything and i hope i've helped you if you guys have any more questions um obviously i'm always in the group let me know but thank you so much for turning up um and contributing commenting and messaging um as always lots of love and i'll see you inside the facebook group that's it for tonight guys bye